Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues. They pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league settings. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. You may recognize my voice because I'm here pretty much every day with you. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. With me, uh, not as always, but sometimes, uh, Armando Crespo is joining us. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm glad to finally be back for the first episode of the regular fucking season. Can I say fucking? Are we still okay with that? Are we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're still okay. independent. We, we haven't Fuck been bought yeah. out by FanDuel or anything. Okay, cool. So let's <laughs> say the F word. Yeah, we. Uh, this is a podcast full of F words. Uh, joining us is a uh, very talented uh, turf grass science manager. He is also uh, a pretty good golfer and a uh, pretty good fantasy football writer. Mark Anderson is with us tonight. Mark, what's up, man? What's up, Dale? What's up, Armando? Eat Nation, how we all doing? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Is this, this your first, very first episode? <laughs> you sound so excited, Mark. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> first episode, man. <laughs> all right. So this is Mark's first episode, so you guys take it easy on him. Mark, uh, he, if you guys don't know his work, he's his uh, name litters our website. Basically, every other article is probably done by Mark. Uh, puts out some really good stuff, along with our other writers. Uh, but Mark's been pumping out a lot of content lately, so make sure you check out eatsleepfantasy.com um, for all the awesome articles that he's been putting out along with all, all of our writers. Uh, before we get started, really quick, guys, if you have not ever heard of us and you just decided to download us for the first time, Armando, what should people expect for the very first time of listening to Eastleep Fantasy? Well, you should expect the fuck a lot. I well, guess that's <laughs> the word, not you, you shouldn't be expect. If you listen to us, you're not going to be fucking very often. No, Chances no, are. But that's what you should expect. Just just random nonsense and a lot of good yeah. fantasy advice from Mark. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason Mark's here because me and Armando don't know what we're doing and so Mark hopefully is driving he's, the ship home he's, for he's us. He's going to reel us in when we start talking about uh ponies. So we are going to bring you the stats analysis, fun fantasy football stuff, along with maybe a little BS in between, just to keep it light. Uh, the best thing, and in, in my co-host Christian Brito, he always says the best thing about fantasy football is just having fun, you know, with your friends and coworkers or whoever. So we try to keep it a little bit lighter than a lot of other podcasts who just ramble on monotone stats. We are not that podcast. If you're looking for that, uh, thanks for the download. Continue downloading, uh, but you don't really have to listen. Is that's, that okay to say? That's perfect. Yeah, no, that's good. All right. Uh, so before we get started, I do want to mention uh, our uh, baby pod, hashtag baby pod, uh, DFS and Dynasty. They are putting together Dynasty, uh, I'm sorry, DFS lineups every single week for you guys. And I convinced John, Steve, and Austin, the guys who put together these lineups, to do the first one for free. Uh, so if you guys go to EastleyFantasy.com and click the subscribe button, even if you're already a member, this is something totally separate for DFS. If you're interested in winning in DFS, we are giving away the first week free for FanDuel and DraftKings. So you go there, you subscribe, and then there's a little option for DFS Weekly. 
when you click DFS Weekly, I'm going to give you 100% promo code right now. So turn up your radio. I'm going to give you 100% promo code for 100% off. Does that make sense? So when you're going to subscribe, go to DFS Weekly and enter promo code free DFS. Man, I hope I got that right because John just texted that to me. How do you spell free? How do you, how do you spell free? F R E E. Okay, just in case. And then there, and then there's a space, and then DFS. Ah. So you're not. Don't write out space. You're just gonna like it's like a sentence. Um, actually, and before we move on, I'm gonna make sure so John doesn't yell at me later. Um, let's see. Da da da. He says, um, free space DFS. All right, and that will get you a free week. And then if you like it, then you, I think it's like $5 a week after that. But you're going to make more than $5 a week. So I think it's a pretty good deal. And you can also get season-long pass too. But we're trying this out for the first time. So Don't forget to mention we're going to be doing a limited challenge. I think you tweeted it out already. And we're doing the Pigskin Pick'em on ESPN. Yep, Pigskin Pick'em and a limited challenge. I tweeted both of those out and I put them both on Facebook. If you guys can't find it, reach out to us and I'll send you in the direction. Also, Armando. What's up? I know... I don't know if you're playing it yet or not, but you should. I tweeted this out and I put it on Facebook too. The game um, Cube Cube. Have you played it yet? Okay, it's, it's awesome. Hard, it's like man. Tetris. It is hard. It is really hard. Uh, I know as soon as I posted it, Mark said like he couldn't get past 2,000 or something. Still struggling um, to get past 2,500, but I see you guys up on that leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. I'm at like 4,000, I think. But it's basically like Tetris. Anyways, if you guys want to play with us, it's free money. Uh, our partners at Skills um, basically gave us uh, money to put into this tournament. And it's free to enter. And then if you place, you win money. So that's really easy. So make sure you hit up our... Uh, actually, I'm going to put it up on the front page of the um, of the homepage tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, just go to our website and click it. And then you'll be able to download um, Cube Cube right from our site. And it's a, it's a mobile app game, basically. That's just like Tetris. It's really fun. So... It gets all that stuff out of the way. Now, yeah, we have a ton, and when I say a ton, I mean like a shit ton of news to go through today, uh, just to keep everybody up in the loop um, to know what's going on. And then we're going to get into a little bit of some matchups that we like uh, for the first week for redraft, or for really for any fantasy football. We're just going to go through some matchups, who we like, uh, who to stay away from, things like that. Um, I think it could be helpful for you, so this is going to be a really good podcast to start your season. I'm glad I can be a part of that first one. Let's go, Eat Nation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> um, the first thing we could talk about, and look, uh, this is huge news, and hopefully everybody heard about it before they drafted over the weekend, but Jarek McKinnon is out for the season. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. And I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say, don't yell at me because you can't predict injuries, blah, blah, blah. But I said this last episode. I said, don't at me when somebody says, oh, you can't predict injuries. There's no way you can predict. Chances were very, very high that he was going to get injured. Look. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's A known, little sooner than I anticipated, for sure. Way sooner than everyone anticipated. But, yeah, I mean, he gets injured all the time. It's I don't think you predict injury, but it, it's plausible, especially as a running back, to be injured. So, don't be disappointed. It happens. I mean, I hope you guys drafted handcuffs. I mean, especially if he was going, if you draft him as your RB two, like if you didn't handcuff him, you're uh, you're in deep dookie right now. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Dale. I did not draft Mark, him, and I would not draft him. Uh, JJ actually has a really good article on our site now that's basically lays out a plan if you did draft Jack McKinnon. Oh wow, um, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's really really good stuff. So um, again, I'm going to keep plugging our website because it has such awesome information. I just don't plug this stuff just because I, I plug it because I really, really believe in it. And what JJ wrote here is awesome. So check it out. Talk. He goes in depth about Alfred Morris and, and are we, else. Who, who are we going with Dale here? I'm, I'm going right now. You take Alfred Morris as a handcuff and Matt Breida is probably the long-term answer. If you're looking from like week 10 and on, but Alfred Morris will be there in, to begin the season. You agree with that? Yeah. I mean, immediately, as soon as it happened, I didn't read anything. I just gut call and remembering what, and how Alfred Morris plays, I knew he was going to be the guy in charge after McKinnon went out. But really, are you going to? They're going to end up splitting time anyways. Alfred Morris was probably going to be the best option between the two, but they're probably going to split, and uh, you're not going to get a huge value either way. I don't think you're messing with an RB one in Alfred Morris. No, I can no. agree with that. Um, I think they're going to split, but I think it's going to go towards. Alfred Morris as the lead role. I think Breed is going to come in and kind of mix in 
as a change of pace guy, kind of the same role he had last year with Hyde. And yeah. with uh, Alfred Moore's history with Shanahan, I think he's suited just to step in and take over that role. And, and you know, he can catch, sure. he can run, he can do both. I mean, with with the Cowboys last year, I think Alfred Morris had nearly four and a half yards per carry. Again, that was with the Cowboys, this pure O line. I get it, and and r- great run scheme. But uh, I, Alfred Morris still has good runs in him, and he can still be productive. So, I want to say this one thing: the San Francisco 49ers cut Nichols and they cut Joe Williams. They kept a guy named Jeff Wilson. Last year, I had this thing called deep dives, and this is a prime team to look at of who they have on the practice squad and it's Jeff Wilson Jr. So if you're looking around and like there's a chance he's going to be a starter by the end of the season cuz they do not have good running backs over there right now. Like they're all going to get a shot at it realistically. So if you did not end up with Breida, you did not end up with Alfred Morris, keep an eye out on Jeff Wilson because at some point he will get a shot. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh and I'm going to breeze through this next piece of news. JJI, anybody wondering, JJI is ready to go uh, for week 1, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, kind of big news, and maybe just because I'm a Finns fan like you, Armando. Uh, Mike Gusecki is ready for a starter-like role, says Adam Case. Um, you know, I don't trust tight end, rookie tight ends especially, but, you know, we've seen guys like Evan Ingram come out and do pretty well. Mike Gusecki, he is, he's a true, really good athlete. Jarvis Landry obviously is gone. Uh, we're looking to see who's going to pick up all those targets, 150-plus targets from last year. Some of it has to go to Gasecki if he's on the field, if his snap count stays up, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they are starved for talent over there. They don't have good receivers. They have Kenny Stillster, like you said. Devontae Parker sucks. Um, I mean, Amendola's okay. But, yeah, he's going to get a shot. I mean, he has to work on his blocking. I don't think he's going to be on the field as much as people might like. But um, he's he's a good receiver. He's going to be a red zone target. And if you are if you need two tight ends, I think Gasecki has eye upside. I wouldn't draft him in a 12-team league with just standard formatting. But if you're looking for high upside, deeper leagues, or definitely dynasty, he's going to be a stud later on, just not to start the season at all. Right. Um, kind of uh, quick news here. Antonio Gates uh, signs with the Chargers. Pretty, I guess we were kind of expecting it for a long time, and it just took a long time to, for this news to come out and for him, for them to reach an agreement. But Antonio Gates is going to play with the Chargers for another season. This is going to be kind of interesting here because uh, we just learned that um, – What's his face? Hunter Henry is not being placed on IR. He's going to start the season on the pup, which means he will be eligible to uh, remain or eligible to play after week six. So this kind of like uh, is Antonio Gates going to be the full time guy until Hunter Henry comes back? Is Hunter Henry going to see the field this year? I mean, realistically, he's not getting back until November. They're planning on making the playoffs. So, I mean, if you're looking for a deep like week 14, 15, 16 type guy, Hunter Henry's worth like a stash. You have an IR or taxi spot. In Dynasty, of course, you should hold on to him no matter what. But uh, yeah, Hunter Henry, he's not going to be a factor in most formats. If you're in the playoffs and you you know, you know ended up drafting Gusecki as your number one tight end, then yeah, Hunter Henry, stash him on your bench and you'll be fine. <laughs> but don't expect as to see him anytime st- soon. Go ahead. As a stash, are you holding on Antonio Gates or Hunter Henry if you have to pick one? Uh, is, that a weird, is that a bad and, question? I don't I, know. I don't think it's a bad question. I think you're going to hold on to Antonio Gates just because you'll get more games out of him. Um, but uh, if you have a good tight end or you don't have a good tight end, I don't think Antonio Gates is going to be top 12. Last year he played full-time and was barely an uh, tight end 24. So I don't think he's viable right now, but you might get more games out of him. So there's yep. that part of it. But Hunter Henry is going to be right. the better stash for like week 14 and 16. Sure. Do you think All right, that uh, he's going to cut into like Mike Williams or anybody else red zone work? No, I think it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt anybody. He's going to be there for blocking and maybe like, you know, some Hail Marys type things. But it's Antonio Gates. He's been bad for a few years. Um, it's just depth at this point. Virgil Green is more viable than he is at this point. You don't think Virgil Green will be like between the 20s guy and they bring in Gates just for inside the 20 red zone? All the hype's been on Virgil Green so far, so I'm just going to stick with that. I know Antonio Gates has a history, but he hasn't—he wasn't there all preseason. Right now, the chemistry is on Virgil Green's side. I'm with you. Look, he's, he's old a, too, right? He, yeah. He's an old guy who hasn't played football in a year. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, going down to the Eagle, like this isn't very surprising at all. What I'm about to say, it reminds me a lot of the Andrew Luck situation, though. Carson Wentz is not cleared for contact yet. We're heading into Week One here, and he's not even cleared for contact. Uh, we're we're talking about this is looking like a multi-game thing 
we could, you know, for for a while it was, oh, hey, you know, it could be week one, it could be week one. And now it's this is looking like a multi-game thing. We kind of talked about it a little bit with Ross Tucker last episode. Uh, what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz still not being available? And obviously Nick Foles is a guy in, in, in Philadelphia. I drafted Carson Wentz in so many leagues when we did the early season drafts. And I doubled down with Alshon Jeffrey. And oh my God, oh, no. I, I I felt really good about it then because they were, you know, they were dropping to me really, really late. Like I was getting, I'm, Alshon Jeffrey's like my flex wide receiver and I think that's fantastic. But now like Nick Foles looks atrocious and Wentz isn't cleared for contact. So even if Alshon comes back, is he even usable? Like I know that's, you know, we're not having talked about Alshon yet, but yeah, it's, I'm hurting, I'm depressed and I don't think he's going to come back until like, I'm talking about Wentz here. I don't think he'll be back until like week six. If he's not cleared for contact. That's scary. They're going to go with Foles if he looks half decent. Look, and and especially if the Eagles start, if the Eagles start three and zero, say, what's the rush, <laughs> right? Like, make sure. And and what and Armando, I don't know if uh, Armando and Mark, if you guys caught the last episode, really interesting though. Um, after after the Super Bowl last year, the Eagles staff, the Eagle medical staff, they were all booted. That's um, so that's really interesting that that they all have new med- they have a new medical team they're all super protective of their of their star quarterback you know they they if the medical team is going to get booted after after the Super Bowl win after what they did with the team uh you know they everybody's kind of playing like and what Ross Tucker said too not to keep quoting him but he's like yeah you know I would say the same thing like let's take our time let's not rush him out here because if you rush him out and he gets hurt guess what's happening to your job you're not going to be working yeah, for the Eagles anymore. Either. Exactly. And he's the face of their franchise. I should maybe not the face, but he's going to be the star quarterback going forward. Sure. And why rush someone when you want him to play for the next 10, 12 years for your team? If you just won the Super Bowl, if you lose a couple of games early in the season and let him become healthy and come back, he'll be just fine. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, pretty crazy stuff, but um, go just moving along here because we do have a lot of news, but I want to try to fit in a lot because I think there's a lot of stuff that people need to hear. Uh, Bills are going to start Nathan Peterman uh, for week one. That means start defenses against Bills as long as Nathan Peterman is starting, no matter how well uh, he looked in preseason because he didn't look bad. Um, he didn't look like the Nathan, uh, the Nathan Peterman of last year, but still, let's go ahead and start every defense against Nathan Peterman. You agree? Oh, yeah. Start any defense against the Bills, regardless of who's yeah. at QB. The Bills aren't going to be very good this year, I'm feeling. No. Fun fact, me and Dale are one degree removed from Nathan Peterman. <laughs> one degree? Uh, Allie knows him. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Our sister-in-law knows. I guess knows him. <laughs> so <laughs> that's worth <laughs> <laughs> So I'm rooting for the guy. I'm glad he's there. You know, like It's like a cousin All or right. something. <laughs> Uh, Cowboys are uh, actually cut my boy Deontay Thompson, but they're going to bring him back uh, just in time for Week One. No big news there. I just I, if there's a Deontay Thompson news flash, I need to read it. Um, here's a. Do you want to be like David Johnson, Armando? Do you want to be like David Johnson? Uh, yeah. Is this leading into an ad? No. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like it though, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to be like David Johnson. I like my ACL intact. Uh, you know, he's doing just fine. He was a vegan and he ditched being a vegan to, uh, to add a little bit more weight. Makes sense. Eat some cheeseburgers. Yeah. I think he yeah. should just give Dale a call. <laughs> uh, so anyways, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, all right. <laughs> so does that mean he's going to be a better fantasy football player or yeah, worse? He's going to be better. All he's, right. he's bulking up. He's 224 pounds. Is he going to do 1,000, 1,000? He was like, he was as low as like 210 when he played last. So is that going to slow him Not down? Bad. Is it going to be less of a passing threat? I don't know. No, no, no. He's fine. Okay. He's just bulkier. He's going to break more tackles. How about that? That's good. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about more useless information? JD, uh, JD McKinzick is on IR. Yeah, that's 100% useless. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, uh, Mark. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he can steal catches in that backfield. Now, who else is going to steal catches in Seattle's backfield? J.D. McKissick Chris, was kind of that guy. Now yeah, you have yeah. Chris Carson and Penny, and it's just going to be those two, and Mike Davis is their depth. So that kind of helps shore that it's up gonna a little awesome. bit. It's going to be awesome. That's good. That's good. I like that, Mark. That's good insight. <laughs> All right. Uh, Le'Veon Bell missed uh, the first regular season practice. Uh, I'm... I'm not nervous yet because this is just a business decision. How long is this going to last? I don't know. 
I'm grabbing James Conner if I can. Yes. And and I said I even said this on Twitter, and I don't know if you guys agree. I want to hear your thoughts, but I'm going to be as bold as saying that Conner is a top twelve running back as long as he starts and plays in like like a starter. Sure, in that offense, of course. He looked really good and, in preseason, and he's going to be stepping into that Le'Veon Bell role. I'm kind of worried about him with no practice stepping in. Remember how slow he started last season? Yep. Yep. I, yep. And he's going to he's going as a lot of people's number one, number two draft pick. And man, if you're gonna okay, even if he doesn't miss the first game, are they really going to start him? Like if he comes in, you know, two days before the game, are they going to even start him? And if they do, how many weeks is it going to take for him to to be back to himself? Like you like you mentioned, Mark. I mean, it took him a few games uh, last year to get back into the swing of things. I wouldn't be surprised if it does the same. If and when he plays, he's going to be an RB one. Honestly, I don't. I, I can't see James Conner against the Browns last year. The Browns were top fifteen against the run. They've only improved this year. I mean, James Conner, yes, start him if you have him. He's going to be used a lot. You know, he's going to be a viable RB two. But I can't rank him in the top twelve this week. Uh, I just don't see it happening against the Browns. They're going to the Look, Browns are out to show something. Just throwing that sure. out there. No, no. Look, the Browns are going to be better. Well, I think everybody's kind of hyped on the Browns, especially after hard knocks and all that stuff. But I do think that as good as Le'Veon Bell is, he's still a little bit of a product of that offense, that yeah. the way they use him, you know, and the, and the volume that they give him. So this, I mean, same thing. If, if they put James Conner in there, they're going to expect similar, at least similar volume from him. And if that's the case, look at what happened with, uh, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah. D'Angelo Williams a few years ago. I mean, he was kind of done, wasn't he? <laughs> and he jumped in for Le'Veon Bell, and he was a top twelve running back for a few games, even. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think right now, I rather have I want James Conner in all formats if he's available. Drop, drop Devontae Booker. Drop. Oh, we should do a, we should do the him or like what do we what are we calling this on or this? That. This, or that? this or that? You want to do a couple names, and you tell me who would you rather have? Just like you know, deep bench guys uh, for this week. Yeah, right let's now, do a, a week yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. I'll throw them out to you real quick. Uh, James Conner or Alfred Morris. If Le'Veon Bell is not playing James Conner. Okay. I'd probably uh, go Alfred Morris. Yeah, I might go Alfred Morris too. Okay, James Conner or um, Chris Carson? Mm. Who's Chris Carson playing? I'm sorry. I should, I should have I'm probably Denver. going James Conner on that. Denver's defense. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, James Conner or Peyton Barber? That's going to be interesting how that plays James out. James Conner, because Peyton Barber, they're going to be behind. The Saints are a big-time favorite. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton, Tampa is, so I don't think he's going to have a lot of rushing opportunities. Yeah, okay. I'm going with Mark. Uh, okay, James Conner or Royce Freeman? Freeman. Freeman. Okay, I'm going to change it up. Are you going to cut any of these guys for James Conner? Um, let's start with uh, Bill Powell. No. No. Uh you rather have Bilal Powell than James Conner? Bilal Powell is starting. I can count on him. I, you still have Le'Veon Bell. If, I mean, if Le'Veon Bell's out of the picture, sure. But you got to yeah, still but put it, him in the picture. If he plays, yes. But, I mean, there's a chance he might not come back. I mean, he hasn't signed his tenure. Like, I, I'm, I'm going – I'd rather have James Conner. Uh, if someone who hasn't played in the preseason is more prone to injury, he's going to start slow. So maybe they'll give James Conner a chance. Like, I think we'll get – I think there's a realistic chance we'll have at least four games out of James Conner this week, and I ra- this season. I'd rather have James Conner for those four games than Bill Powell all season. Yeah, I think you can cut someone else up besides Powell at this point. I'm just going like for deeper guys, like okay, Booker or James Conner. I mean, Booker's gone in my book. I never yeah. thought he had a chance. Yeah, really cutting Booker. All right, Blount or James Conner. Blunt. Really, Blunt? I call him Blount. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James Conner. Uh, Blunt's just going to yeah, same here. be a goal line back. Okay. Yeah, same here. Uh, Marlon Mack or James Conner? Uh, James Conner. I, I, I'm telling you, if, if Le'Veon Bell's out, James Conner yeah. by a mile here. I'm kind of yeah. worried about Mack's hamstring injury. Those things linger. Wilkins is stepping up. Uh, yep, yep. All right, Rashad Penny or James Conner? I'm going to, like, top 30 situation right here, guys. Like you guys yeah, are That's getting... a good one. You're talking about to drop Penny? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, or, no, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm dropping Penny just because you have upside later in the season. I, I think you you invested enough in Rashad Penny to. Yeah, that's tough though. Uh, yeah, I'm one. sticking with Penny. I'm sticking with Penny here. Okay, this is, I think this is the last one. This is kind of line for me. C.J. Anderson or James Conner? James Conner. 
by a little bit. If James Conner just doesn't have full season upside. That's the only problem. So I'm going with CJ Anderson for the slow and steady. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I, I kind of pick – I'm picking James Conner. I think if he ends up playing four games, I'd rather have that than a full season of eight points from CJ Anderson. Sure. Yeah, I just would never start CJ Anderson in that offense. No. Uh, I would. Give it, give it a couple weeks. You'll see. All right. That's your boy from last year. <laughs> it's my boy from every year, and he, he's disappointed half the time. He so. never listens. Trade him, Dale. Trade him, Dale. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into um, – actually, first, let's pause here for a quick break. I just want to say a couple last quick um, hits. Uh, Wilkins will be starting um, for the Colts this week, so Mac is out. Um, Gilsey did sign with the Saints. I think that's kind of important. Um, there's a chance he might be getting some uh, goal line work. So if you're looking for a running back depth, I think Gilsey's pretty important. Um, and Caldwell will be starting in place of Josh Gordon this week. Um, I wouldn't keep him long term, but if you're desperate for a wide receiver, Caldwell might be usable. Do you agree with all that, Dale? Right. Yeah, the, the starting aspect, I'm not too concerned about. Yeah. If Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon is healthy and and in game, you know, playing game speed. He's going. He might sit out the first quarter and then play the next three, and exactly, and still have two tu- two touchdowns and 120 yards. You never know. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it matters as much because it's not a uh, discipline. Um, it's just he's just out of shape. Exactly. I, that's that's exactly. my idea. So I think Caldwell will play the full game. Josh Gordon will probably brought, be brought in like goal line situations, and that will be it for game one. But I think Josh Gordon the rest of the way without a problem. Sure. All right, so the first game we're going to cover is the Falcons-Eagles. It's the first game of the season, so we have to talk about it. Um, Foles will be starting without Alshon Jeffrey, but J.J. will be starting. There's a chance he was not, so everyone can start J.J. as an RB2 going forward. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of going the Falcons right now without a receiver, without a quarterback. Foles has looked atrocious this preseason. Right now I'm kind of leaning towards the the Falcons uh, to win this game, probably easily. That defense is pretty good. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, what from what we know, all that we can really tell is how these players did with, you know, playing with each other last year. Um, You don't want to go solely based off last year's performance, but you got to look at that. And then you look at any kind of offseason and preseason changes that they made in in their offense and defenses. You got to see how they did in the preseason playing with each other. Um, So just based off those and I'm I'm basing all my rankings and projections off of those things. You got to think that. you got to think that the Eagles, I mean, I'm sorry, you got to think that the Falcons are going to uh, are going to put it on them. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they come up like looking like a Super Bowl Eagles, sure, they have a chance, but I don't see it. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I'm with you there. Um, the Eagle, last year, the Falcons, off their Super Bowl loss, they kind of had a hangover to start the season. I think the Eagles are going to have a similar hangover, um, especially with Foles starting for them and a couple of guys banged up early. Their defense is legit They're at stopping the run, and they added a couple of defensive pieces. So I think their defense is going to hold them in games. So if the Falcons are going to win this game, they have to beat them through the air. Uh, the Eagles were pretty bad stopping uh, receivers last year, so I'd fire up Julio Jones and uh, the, the other receivers, and I'd kind of shy away from the backfield in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, if you have Freeman, you got to start because it means you draft him as an as an RB one slash RB two. But I mean, start your studs uh, right now. I'm not starting Calvin Ridley, and I'm not starting any re, uh, Eagles receivers, not even Nelson Aguilar right now. Not until I see something out of Nick Foles. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you got to think like last year, and and I know Eagles fans are probably going to go crazy at me, but nobody was really picking the Eagles to begin the playoffs last year. There weren't very many. They caught lightning in a bottle. And, and they performed very well, and I'm not taking anything away from what the Eagles did in the playoffs. But let's not kid ourselves and think that the Eagles are the best thing, uh, you know, since sliced bread. They're, you know, they are what they are. And and if Nick Foles can play well for a couple games, yeah, they can, you know, they can go 2-1 and one to start the season. But, um, yeah, against this Falcons, Falcons team, I, I think the Falcons have it. And I will st- definitely start Julio Jones, not starting Calvin Ridley yet, like you said, Armando. Matt Ryan, uh probably won't make it my top 15 for this week but yeah. our our rankings will be up on our website soon um so let's move on to the next big game i think this is a huge game personally i think it's the best game of the week just because i can't wait to see deshaun watson tossing the ball to fucking deandre hopkins and wolf fuller and lamar miller like this game is going to be awesome and the patriots have a terrible defense you know they're okay they you know bill belichick run they're fine but there's holes so you're starting everyone on the texans i'm picking the texans 
Um, I don't know what the hell to do with the Patriots wide receivers. I'm starting Chris Hogan, but you know, there's a possible chance that Cordell Patterson or Phil Dorsett could be, you know, top 12 wide receivers. Who knows what Bel- Belichick's going to pull? So, um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Chris Hogan, and that's pretty much it on the Patriots side. Yeah, I mean, even Burkhead, even starting. No, backs. no. I mean, maybe if you're desperate, I think there's high upside with Jeremy Hill just because of the uh, goal line work, and he's. I mean, they cut a lot of running backs over the cup. Gilsey, so he's going to get all the goal line work. Um, I'm not starting Burkhead until I know what he's going to be doing. I know there's rumors that he's going to be the the offense going to be running through him. Yeah, obviously, going to start Gronk, but. I'm not going to start Burkhead. I'm not going to start James White right now. I got to see what they're going to do and how they're going to play the game. I think Jeremy Hill's Look, semi-safe if you're desperate. Even in mid-season form, you're not starting Burkhead or uh, or James White with confidence anyways. Like yeah. for the past three seasons, you're not going to start a Patriots running back with confidence. Um, you're, you're starting Brady and Gronk on the Pats, and that's all you can really do with high confidence. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned Hill, and Hill is a possibility, but you're not going to put Week One on the line, no. Especially, no. In, in, especially after drafting, you probably drafted four running backs before Jeremy Hill, or five running backs. Well, okay, before okay. Jeremy Hill. Before, just, I just want to throw this out there: if McKinnon, if you drafted three running backs and McKinnon is on IR, and you need, you're desperate for somebody, Jeremy Hill has the option has has a possibility of being the goal line guy, getting 20 yards and three touchdowns. It's not like that's not something Jeremy Hill does. That's his thing. Like, that's what he does. 20 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, the over-under on the game for the week is 51. It's one of the highest. New England's favored by six and a half. So, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that offense. Do you think only that's going to go to Chris Hogan and Gronk? I think there's going to be... But not okay. Look, they're going to spread it around. They're going to spread it around for sure. And I know where you're getting at, Mark. They're going to spread it around. But to to have low-risk starters here, and especially week one where we have really not a lot to base off of and how this offense is going to be ran. Like I'm not, I'm not risking anything on anybody else, but Gronk and Brady. It's, it's just not worth it. I mean, yes, it, Chris Hogan could have three touchdowns too. Who knows? But I'm not, I'm not going to risk week one on it. I feel pretty confident in Chris Hogan. Like you're, I a hundred percent agree with, disagree with you on that one. Chris Hogan for everyone. I feel like sounds besides you is a top 24 wide receiver comfortably, like very comfortably. Um, Uh, I think it's safe to say Jeremy Hill is a high C, um, High risk, high reward running back this week. Like if you're desperate, 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 Jeremy Hill has a chance of being explosive because of the goal line work. But that's it. Like if you just he's need super something, desperate. Yes, because he's fourth in line for me in that running back. Depth. As a running back, he's truly the only running back. Like the other guys are labeled running backs, but Michelle? they're going to be casting the ball. Yeah, but he's been off all preseason. Like he's been injured. Jeremy Hill yeah, has been there the whole time. Stay away from their running backs. Fire up yeah. their receivers and Tom Brady. And I think you're right. It's going to be a shootout. I love um, Hopkins. I love Watson and Lamar Miller in there too. I mean, I think a lot of this, I mean, it's such a high, I, it's not a high scoring game, but I do think that the Houston defense is going to be a little bit more approved with JJ Watt back and a couple of their additions in the off season. Um, Deshaun Watson, a lot of hype. I think even more hype. Would you think there's more hype this year than there was last year on Deshaun Watson? I think there is. Absolutely. Just because yeah. we, we saw a little, yeah, we, we saw a little glimpse of what he can do. And now, I mean, now he's basically still a rookie uh, with so much hype built around him. This this team has so much promise now. Um, I wonder if that's going to get to him. I mean, he he plays well in uh, in pressure situations. Uh, we've seen it in the national championship games and and uh, all throughout his college career. So and uh, in the start of his NFL career. So I'm really excited about Deshaun Watson. Starting Deshaun Watson, starting Lamar Miller, starting DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller if you need to as a flex. Yeah, flex, a high yeah. touchdown ratio guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where yeah. do you have Lamar Miller? I, I, have, I had Lamar Miller ranked, what, top 24 to start the season as preseason rankings, but the more it's going in, like they're talking about him being a three-down back – Foreman's not going to yeah. be back until week six. I kind of think I might move for uh, Miller all the way up to like 14 to 12 ratio right now. Like if he's going to get that workload on that offense, I think he's going to be really viable. Yeah. Uh, I like Lamar Miller. I'm scared to put him in my top 12. Like that's a huge threshold that I'm really nervous to, to announce, but man, I have, I got in a couple drafts. I ended up with Lamar Miller after I selected somebody like I went Antonio Brown, then Devonte Adams. And then somebody like, uh, Alex Collins and then I got Lamar Miller 
and like for the fourth round, getting Lamar Miller as my RB two, like I was really happy with that. So look, um, our, our current rankings, we have Lamar Miller. Like this is consensus. He's number nineteen. He's behind. I'm gonna get. Tell me if you want to move him up. He's behind Kenyon Drake. I think I'd rather have Miller than Drake right now. Uh, as 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 I do, Mixon. I think I'd rather have Lamar Miller than Mixon. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Mm, probably. I think I'd rather take McCaffrey. Oh really? Okay, Alex Collins. Yeah, I think so. I'd rather have Alex Collins. Oh wow. Okay, I, he didn't go as high. Um, Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. It depends. I guess matchup matchup play here. Uh, you're, if you're talking about draft rankings, yeah. Um, I think I'd rather take Henry. I like Henry more than most, though. Okay. Uh, then we're only really moving up two spots. I guess you'll probably take McCoy over Miller as well. Yes, I will. I, I think I'd rather have, have strong RB two. Strong yeah. RB2. Strong RB2. He's a little he's moved up a little bit on our rankings, I think. And I'd rather have Miller over Devontae Freeman full year. Right now we have Freeman ranked eleven, but I think I'm gonna drop him down quite a bit. Um so that's what I got. Yeah, his, his touches have been going down a lot, Freeman's in the last yeah. three years in that offense. Yeah, he could still be effective with limited touches though. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather have right. Miller with three down back. With more volume. Yeah, sure. Volume. I get it. I get that. Um, yeah, he was going in round two last year. I think it's crazy that he's gone down all the way to round like five right now. Um, okay, next game: uh, Bears, Packers. The Packer, the Bears added Mac. Um, I don't know how much that changes for this week. If he's going to be ready to play, probably just situational guy. Um, but I think you're taking the Packers easily. I think Trubinsky, I think you're starting defenses against the Bears. I don't care until I see something from Trubinsky. I'm starting every defense against the Bears. Um, but they did do a lot to improve. So you're starting Rodgers and you're starting. Um, Devonte Adams. You're starting Rogers, starting Devonte Adams. You're starting Jimmy Graham, and you're starting Jordan Howard. Those are my four guys. I have no problem at all. Trey Burton. Uh, uh, if you got Trey Burton, you're probably going to have to start him. If most people are waiting a little bit longer on tight ends, especially if you drafted uh, Trey Burton, you're probably going to have to start him anyways. Your options aren't that great when the tight end depth uh, gets um, goes down that far. So if you have them, yeah, you're going to have to start them, and not with confidence, though. No, the Packers were top. I'm looking at it right now. They were top five against the tight end last year. So Last year, yeah. So don't expect a lot. I mean, maybe it's changed with all the changes they made on defense, but, um, yeah, Trey Burton is definitely questionable. If you have another option, sure, go for it. But he was drafted as a top 12 guy, so he might not have another guy. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, who are you looking at? Like, I don't know, Cameron Braid or something like that? I'm yeah, not sure they're at Burton. Jay Howard. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, 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 all those guys. So Geisky. Um, yeah, Man, I'm, do I need to with you there on uh, sh- play defense against Chicago? I'm not sold on Trubisky yet, but I'm not playing Green Bay's defense against Chicago. They they were terrible last year. No, their secondary is awful. They drafted a whole bunch of young guys to fill that secondary, and they're they're rookies. So I have no problem this week playing guys like uh, Allen Robinson and um, Trey Burton for sure. I I didn't really keep track of Allen Robinson. Has he been okay? I know he came off a big injury. Where's he at? They've been holding him, like limiting him, but I think he'll be ready to go. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine, and and I think he's going to be right away where he was drafted as a low end or as a low end uh, wide receiver too. To hit on Green Bay a little bit, I'm a little bit worried about their running game now that they added Mac. That defense in Chicago has been pretty good, and at stopping oh, yeah. the run. Do you have where they're at, Armando? Stopping the run last year? Yeah, I'll pull it up right now. Um, yeah, I don't think I think they were pretty stacked last year. Um, I do I'll be feel like hesitant playing Jamal Williams. Oh if, yeah, if I have no, other I, I, options this week, they were top ten last year. I still feel okay about starting Jamal Williams just because of volume. Ty Montgomery isn't going to be in, you know, isn't going to really fight into Jamal stuff. But um, no, you know, I agree come there. week three, I think I'll probably have be more hesitant to start Jamal Williams going forward because Aaron Jones is going to be a fucking beast. Yeah, I'm worried if yeah. like Green Bay has a couple of tough matches. Don't they start? They have Chicago and then Minnesota their first two weeks. So that's going to be yeah. tough for Jamal Williams. And if he struggles, look out, Aaron Aaron Jones, man, yeah. get yep. him if you can. Yep, hundred percent agree with that. Um, so let's cover two more games. So we got time for that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a couple more. Okay, I got the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm just picking this because I'm a huge Melvin Gordon guy, and the Chiefs have a terrible defense. So you're starting every Charger, and I'm yes. picking the Chargers to go one and zero. I love Mahomes, yes. my homie, but. Uh, Let's just go with the Chargers, man. They're going to annihilate them. Yeah, start, I'm starting the Chargers defense and DFS. That's my DFS defense. Mahomes, he might have a couple of touchdowns late, but he's going to throw some picks, and they could be pick sixes. Yep. And uh, do you, are you guys starting Kareem Hunt with confidence here? 
I never. I mean, obviously, he, he's your RB one. I don't yeah, like Kareem Hunt. Confidence. Catches, I think. I don't know. Can man. Can I go ahead and say my bust of the week is going to be uh, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, you can say your bust for the season, Dale. I'm all on that. Fuck that. <laughs> what do you think of his PPR value though? If they're struggling, Mahomes is going to be looking to dump down a lot to him. He could get sure six, seven, eight he could. catches. He could, yeah. he could, but they have Kelsey mm-hmm. there. They have Sammy Watkins. They have Tyree Kill. I don't. He's going to be fine Mah- in PPR. He'll get like five catches, but Mahomes isn't a dump down guy. I don't think, and no. I haven't seen a lot of Mahomes, but uh, from you know from just what I've read and what I've seen, uh, he's not a dump down guy. I don't. I expect him to air it out a lot. Maybe so, maybe a little maybe a boost for like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. More oh yeah, than Kareem Hunt. Who is uh, J- is Hayward going to be on Watkins? Do you think is he going to sh- lock down Watkins? Yeah, I think so. so. And then Hill will just kind of be all over the place, not being locked. Down I think so. Anymore. They're going to move him around. Yeah, I think he's going to move around a lot, like he does. And Chargers yeah, were I, top five against the pass, so I don't know if you're starting Tyreek Hill with confidence um, or Sammy Watkins. Like, I mean, they're both. I think borderline. Wide receiver twos this week. I mean, more than borderline was Tyree Kill. Sammy Watkins, I don't think you're starting. It just takes one catch for Hill. I know, but you wished for that all last season, and it didn't happen. So let's be real here. (laughs) But on the other side of the ball, I love Mike Williams. I love Keenan Allen. They're just going to tear up. I mean, I love your boy Melvin Gordon. They're just going to tear up that defense. I think they're going to blow him out. How soon do you think Mike Williams is going to pick up steam? Like, Do you think it's going to be week one? Immediately. I think he scores a touchdown week one. You think so? Okay. I like it. I like the confidence. I don't Our know what to do. Their is so bad. Kansas City's. Yeah. 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 I Mike Williams that, is tall. He's going to catch a touchdown. I okay. like Tyrell Williams. All right. You heard, well, you heard it from Mark. Mark said he's going to catch a touchdown. You want to make an e Mark? I'm, I'm on Tyrell Williams. You want to – who scores more points in non-PPR league? Non-PPR? Sure. All right. I'll take Tyrell. You'll take Mike Williams. Yep. Eat bet. All right. Eat bet. What, what are we eating, Dale? Uh, you are eating – um, I think that's what we, we should do it. By the way, just decide what we're going to eat before. Yeah, how about a teaspoon of Marmite? That's fair. Okay, on air. Um, so we're on board with the Chargers. Let's go to the Seahawks and Broncos. I'm just picking this because it's Russell Wilson. Everyone wants to talk about Russell Wilson. Um, I think both defenses are kind of uh, not as good as they used to be. I think you're going to start Chris Carson, and you got to start Royce Reese, Royce Freeman if you drafted him. Um, other guys are kind of questionable, in my opinion. Um, I'm kind of leaning away from the running backs a little bit, especially Chris Carson, because Denver's front five is pretty good. Von Miller, and they added uh, the guy who's their fourth or fifth pick in the draft, that other DN. I mean, they got a a good defensive line, so I'm worried about Chris Carson. Um, I'd fire up Royce Freeman, though. Sure. And Denver's receivers. Look, Chris Carson is a late-round draft pick anyways. We're expecting something of Chris Carson, but let's be honest, we're not expecting uh, RB1 or RB2 value right away, are we? Not this week. I just looked it up. Broncos were top five against the run last year, so yeah. you're probably right about Chris Carson. He's going to be good in PPR because, like you, like you said, J.D. McKissick is out, and someone's going to be receiving those passes. I did hear a nice nugget today that Doug Baldwin is going against one of the best cover slot guys in the league. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. It might boost up some of the other Seattle receivers. Yeah, I mean, week one is always fun. And you guys, I know everybody's getting ready for week one. But most importantly, win or lose week one. Week that after the the Tuesday and Wednesday after week one, it's really, really important for fantasy football because you get so many people overreacting. So many people that drafted Doug Baldwin that maybe didn't want to. Uh, so many people that drafted, uh, you know, maybe Kareem Hunt that didn't want to. And after this first week, look for those people overreacting and get people for cheap. Get, you know, you're going to be able to get Doug Baldwin maybe for a little bit cheaper after week one. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. But definitely pay attention uh, next week when we drop an episode on Tuesday or Wednesday because we're going to be talking about all those guys to, you know, to pick up for cheap. Yeah, if you drafted LeGarrette Blunt or LeGarrette Blount, whatever you want to call him, I, I mean, his name is LeGarrette Blunt. It's not whoever you want to call him. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, LeGarrette Blunt is going to be the number one running back to start the season. He's going to get the work. Like I'm just saying that right now. You're going to want on Johnson eventually, but he's going to be so cheap after week one. Like he's one of the guys you should be targeting. And Ronald Jones, like they're going to be guys you're going to want week ten through sixteen. They're going to be cut, I believe, within the next first between the first three weeks. Those type of guys. Who's going to be cut? I think like and on rosters like fantasy team rosters, people are going to be cutting Kerryon right. oh, Johnson. Right. They're going to be cutting Ronald Jones. Okay. Like they're not going to be getting the work sure. that they expected. 
Um, because right, right, it's right, going right. to be the. Point. Yeah. So just someone to target. That's yep. all the games, Dale. Do you want me to cover a couple more? Because I really want to talk about the Dolphins versus Titans. All right, all right. Let, let's end up with the Dolphins versus Titans. Um, I don't know. Are you starting anyone except Hunter Henry on either team? <laughs> <laughs> Who? I mean, Derek Henry. Mariota. Are you going to start? And you're starting Corey Davis. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you're starting Corey Davis. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. Yeah. Well, it just announced he's going to start. So yeah, if he plays. You start Delaney Walker. I think you you're not starting Mariota right now, though, are you? Like Mark, Mark, what's what's the uh, over under on this game? Do you have it with you? I do. You're really going to start Mariota as a top twelve quarterback this week? I mean, uh, has if, a, if I had him, you guys are fucking out of your mind. How, how Miami's defense is? How's their their secondary is not good? Are they? You guys atrocious. Know? They're they, atrocious. They're right. middle. Of the, they're middle of the road. Okay, let's just relax. They're middle of the road. They're better than the the Cardinals were last year. No, oh, okay, they're better than Cardinals. That's Over good. under is forty five. Okay, so forty five points is still a lot of points. I, that's a lot of points to be scored, and a lot of this. I mean, if you guys are wondering if you this over under, and I don't know how I can emphasize this enough to you guys, but this over under it's really important to pay attention to. I know it seems like okay, you know, this is just for people who are betting on games, but really, when you're talking about starting players and you go, you're looking at the, you know the Vegas odds, they really they get really really close to some of these things and. And these numbers mean a lot. So, like when Mark just said 45 points, is that what you said, 45 points? Correct. So that means that the total between the two scores are going to tally up to at 45 points, and then people can bet either over or under that. Can I just so say 45 this? points, that's I still a couple I, touchdowns. The Dolphins played the Titans last year, and they scored 26 points combined. This is a different team, though. Corey Davis is healthy. Um, Jake Cutler is a coordinator. That's a huge plus. Plus, you have uh, you have Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis to help move the ball. I, I just I really like this Titans offense, and I Do know you? a lot of people aren't bullish on them. No. I think they're going to out. No. I think the Dolphins are going to go in week one with a loss. I'm coming out of week one with a loss. I'm going to win, man. The, the, this is like going to be one of those fluky games where the Dolphins are just going to annihilate them. It's too early in the season for the Dolphins to get lucky. Uh, Tennessee's got the new offensive coordinator that came over from Sean McVay. Yes. Uh, Nagy? Yeah. No, no. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. LaFleur. Uh, yeah, that's it. Am I getting confused here? No, it's LaFleur. You're right. LaFleur. Okay. okay. I do right. like Kenny Stills, uh-huh. though, on the other side of the ball. Uh, not against the Titans' pass defense. That that pass defense is going to be stellar. They have some amazing corners over there. So, uh, yeah, I am starting I'm starting Corey Davis here as a wide receiver, too, and I'm feeling okay about it. Yep. Uh, starting Derrick Henry. I'm not starting Deion Lewis yet. Are you guys? Yeah, and PPR, uh, I would consider yeah. it. I don't own any shares of them, so I don't really have any thoughts on them. <laughs> I guess it just depends on uh, your roster. You I kind mean, of drafted him as a flex, really. Yeah, most people drafted him. I mean, PPR, he's definitely an, RB, an RB2. I mean, there's that possibility. Um, he's not going to be a touchdown guy, though. I think out of all these players, Deion Lewis is probably the one to make me look the most stupid this season because I'm really low on Deion Lewis. And I, I think he has the biggest potential to really prove me wrong, because he he is a really good running back, um, in in the right system given the right opportunity. So we'll see how this all pans out for me. Where I think, you? I think uh, you're not that low. Me and you both have him 26. Brito has him at 37. So I don't think like we both have him okay. around the same place. You have him behind, ahead of Chris Carson though. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, week week to week. Uh, dra- uh, yeah. A pre-draft or and draft rankings, yes. Week to week, we'll see what the matchups look like. I have Chris Carson ranked 15. I know uh, maybe that's too high. I see him as an RB2 the rest of the whole season. Yeah. I don't think Penny's going to take a job, but we'll see. I agree he, with I you. I think he will eventually. I don't think Chris Carson has a job. I think Penny definitely has work to do. I mean, we've heard about this. You know, Penny has work to do with pass protection. Until he gets that right, he probably won't see a lot of volume. But also, Chris Carson comes in averaging one and a half yards a carry. They're going to put Penny in more times than not. So we'll see how that all works out. Chris Carson is like a sell-high candidate. He's going to, if he has a good game in the first couple weeks, like you could probably get some some good uh, depth by trading him away. Like definitely consider that. Sure. So um, anything else you want to talk about, Dale? You have any ads you want to say? Dude, we're not here for ads, (laughs) man. (laughs) I want to make some money. they're (laughs) They're not ads. They're suggestions to our listeners. 
And if they want to go to the link on our website to download Cube Cube to play against us, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have fun. Uh, but if you want to, if you even want to try to beat my score, uh, if you do beat my score, you're up in like the top five, and that'll get you like twenty or thirty or forty bucks, I think. So it's worth at least trying to beat me. You probably won't. Um, and all the other stuff, man. Uh, what else? Oh yeah. Uh, before we leave, too, I want to talk. Uh, don't forget to go to subscribe on our homepage and uh, enter the uh, subscription for one week of DFS and use the promo code. What was it again? Free DFS. DFS That's with a space space in free. No, 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 no. God, now you just confused me. It's free space DFS. So free DFS with a space in between. You do that, and you are golden for one week. And, uh, hey, make some money. And then when you do, you're probably going to want to pay us five bucks to give you weekly uh, fantasy daily lineups. Um, and all that stuff helps all of our writers and all that stuff. So definitely go and subscribe. Even if you have a current membership, this is something separate from the current membership. So. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Mark, is there anything you want to talk about? Any recent articles that you have on our site that you want to talk about? I uh, just threw up something for DFS, how to build your lineup. I got week uh, week one value plays for DFS coming up. I dropped a couple of articles over the weekend. So go check those out. There's all yeah. good stuff on there. Check out JJ's article. He's got a good one on what you should do if you drafted McKinnon. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff coming up. Clayton's got some stuff, some waiver wire finds. So there's a bunch of stuff coming up. So go go check it out, Eat Nation. Eat Sleep, uh, eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, for Armando Crespo. Wait, wait, Mark. wait. Can I say one thing? What? Yeah. If, if you are listening to this podcast and you are a religious leader, please stop doing sexual mis... Like, stop doing these crazy sexual things. You saw Ariana Grande got groped on live television. Yeah, I saw that. That's Did you see it? Yeah, it's awful, man. Yeah, it was really, it was really uncomfortable to watch. Like, like guys, was, guys, just stop doing crazy. it. You're, you're, you're supposed to be like spiritual leaders. Don't. Like, yeah, it was a little too much, man. It was like, ugh. Did you see it, Mark? Do you know yeah, what we're talking about? It's, uh, it's creepy. There's too much creepy <laughs> stuff going on with a lot of those well, guys. You know, I saw the headline. I was like, okay, people are making something like maybe it was accidentally a hand slip or something like that. But I watched it. And I was like, no, this is bad. <laughs> it was cringe worthy, man. It kept going on. I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, how she yeah. did. Like, yeah. all right. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there, guys. Stop doing and if, bad if things. If anybody <laughs> has, if anybody has chronic inflammation, um, I am drinking uh, light coconut milk with turmeric, black powder, and a bunch of other stuff. It's not very good. Um, so if you heard me like cringe or wince during the recording, it's because I'm trying to drink this stuff. It's taking me like an hour to drink like a coffee mug full of it, and. Uh, yeah, it's not very good. Um, so I'll, let me add one more thing. If you live in the Carolina area, I have three foster cats that I inherited. Um, <laughs> they're they're they, um, they are kittens and they are cute. Um, they are. Uh, are you giving them away? Yep, well, come get them. Uh, you have to get them spayed and neutered. We have not yet, but if you are interested, just uh, hit me up at Thunder Crespo on all formats. Exclude. Would you ship? Do you ship? I'll ship. I'll ship it. He's Carolina area only, though. <laughs> All right. For Armando Crespo, for Mark Anderson, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening to this episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. We'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Right, Eat Sleep up. Fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy.